February 15th, and this is your Daily Brief in U.S. News. Here's everything you need to know. In a unified stance against recent criticisms of NATO, U.S. President Joe Biden and NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg have openly condemned former President Donald Trump's remarks about the alliance. Labeling Trump's comments as irresponsible and contrary to American values, their response highlights a deep concern over the potential impact of such statements on transatlantic relations. In a positive development for NATO, Stoltenberg announced that an increasing number of member countries are on track to meet the alliance's defense spending target. Specifically, 18 out of 31 nations are expected to reach the 2% GDP benchmark by 2024, signaling a strengthened commitment to collective defense. This commitment is further underscored by a projected record high in military spending among NATO's European states, totaling $380 billion. Germany, in a notable shift, has reached the NATO defense spending goal for the first time in years, utilizing a special fund to achieve this milestone. German Defense Minister Boris Pistorius has called for a calm and strategic approach to defense, expressing confidence in the U.S.'s commitment to NATO and downplaying concerns sparked by Trump's critical statements. The recent increase in defense spending among NATO allies is partly attributed to perceived threats from the East emphasizing the importance of a united front in the face of geopolitical challenges. The future of the transatlantic defense bond, however, remains uncertain, hinging on the consistency of U.S. support amidst fluctuating political landscapes. In a significant turn of events in New York's 3rd Congressional District, Democratic former Representative Tom Swasey emerged victorious in the special election, securing a win over Republican Matsi Pilip by nearly eight percentage points. This victory not only showcases the Democratic Party's resilience in competitive suburban landscapes, but also serves as a potential strategic blueprint for President Joe Biden's re-election efforts. Suotsi's ability to effectively address Republican criticisms on immigration and border security has illuminated a path for other Democrats in New York facing challenging races, suggesting a method to counter GOP attacks in these areas. The implications of Suozzi's win extend beyond the immediate victory, narrowing the Republicans' majority in the House. This shift could significantly impact legislative control and poses challenges for Speaker Mike Johnson in managing the party, especially on critical issues such as government funding and national security spending for aid to Ukraine and other allies. The election results have also sparked internal discussions within the Republican Party, highlighted by former President Donald Trump's critique of Pillip's loss. Trump attributed the defeat to Pillip's lack of support from him and the Republican base, while his advisors pointed to a failure to fully embrace the Make America Great Again movement. Despite the temptation to draw broad conclusions from this special election, political experts caution against overinterpretation, noting the unique circumstances surrounding it. However, the outcome serves as a morale booster for Democrats, reinforcing their competitive edge in special elections and potentially setting the stage for the fall elections. The race not only represents a setback for Trump, but also signals to Democrats that their strategies in competitive suburban territories may hold the key to future successes. On February 14, 2024, a historic vote took place in the U.S. House of Representatives, resulting in the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The vote, which ended at a razor-thin margin of 214 to 213, 
marked the first impeachment of a cabinet secretary in nearly 150 years. This move by the House is widely interpreted as a symbolic gesture, reflecting the deep political divisions and the approach of performance politics, especially with the 2024 election on the horizon. House Republicans have pointed to a significant increase in illegal border crossings and the resulting strain on municipal services in cities far from the border as the basis for their impeachment decision. They argue that Secretary Mayorkas's handling of border security has been inadequate. On the other side of the aisle, Democrats, along with several legal experts, see this impeachment as stemming from a disagreement over policy rather than any impeachable misconduct. They argue that such disputes do not constitute grounds for impeachment. Despite the House's decision, the prospect of Secretary Mayorkas being removed from office remains slim. With the Senate controlled by Democrats, it is highly unlikely that the impeachment will lead to a conviction. Mayorkas has expressed his intention to remain focused on his duties and is preparing to defend his actions in the upcoming Senate trial. This event underscores a potential shift in how Congress exercises its powers, with censure emerging as a tool more frequently considered for addressing disputes. Former Volkswagen CEO Martin Winterkorn appeared in court on Wednesday to testify in a lawsuit filed by shareholders. These shareholders are seeking damages for the company's stock losses following the diesel scandal. Winterkorn denied any responsibility for the scandal, asserting he was unaware of the illegal emissions software. Despite his claims, evidence presented suggests he was informed early on about the emission problems. This defense strategy aligns with that of other VW executives who have shifted blame to lower-level employees. However, this stance is challenged by the conviction of an Audi executive and the pending criminal case against Winterkorn himself. The court underscored Winterkorn's pivotal role as CEO during the scandal's exposure and plans to continue his interrogation on Thursday. Despite facing separate criminal proceedings for fraud and market manipulation, Winterkorn maintained a confident demeanor in the courtroom. The outcome of this trial could significantly affect the financial futures of Volkswagen and Porsche, with shareholders seeking damages since 2018. Winterkorn's resignation in 2015 marked the beginning of legal challenges for the former CEO, who is the third to be questioned in these proceedings. The plaintiffs have expressed dissatisfaction with Winterkorn's testimony, and the trial is set to resume on Thursday. A recent study by the University of Michigan, published in Scientific Reports, has brought to light the significant challenge of climate change denial in the United States. By analyzing over 7.4 million tweets from between 2017 to 2019, researchers found that nearly 15% of Americans expressed disbelief in the reality of climate change. This skepticism is not uniformly distributed across the country, but is most prevalent in the central and southern regions areas that are closely aligned with Republican voters, and states that have a heavy reliance on fossil fuels. Key public figures, including former President Donald Trump, have been identified as major contributors to the spread of misinformation about climate change. The study also highlights how social media algorithms tend to create echo chambers, further complicating the efforts of scientists to disseminate accurate information and combat falsehoods. In response to these findings, the researchers are calling on social media platforms to take more decisive action against climate change misinformation, including flagging and potentially banning users who persistently spread falsehoods. Moreover, 
the study draws a connection between climate change denial and other societal issues, such as low vaccination rates pointing to a broader pattern of skepticism towards scientific consensus. This skepticism is also linked to the influence of the fossil fuels lobby and ultra-conservative think tanks, which work to undermine efforts to address climate change. Despite the overwhelming scientific agreement on the reality and causes of climate change, a significant portion of the American population remains unconvinced. The findings of this study underscore the urgent need for more effective communication and education strategies to combat climate change disinformation and foster a more informed public discourse. This has been your daily brief in U.S. News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.